Welcome to Why Did I Like It? I'm the nefarious Mike A. Sims. Let's get right into it. Today's episode, we are looking at Why Did I Like Superman, the animated series, and one episode in particular. Now, some backstory on the show. The show premiered in 1996 on Kids WB, and it ran until about 2000. It was the almost like a, a sister series that came after Batman the Animated Series that was originally on Fox and then moved over to Kids WB as well. It starred Tim Daly as Superman, Dana DeLay as Lois Lane, David Kaufman as Jimmy Olsen, and Clancy Brown as the best Lex Luthor next to Michael Rosenbaum's from Smallville. Later on, it became Batman Superman Adventures when it kind of merged with the Batman series after Batman had moved to WB. And it had guests like The Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, Dr. Fate, all that good stuff. They didn't have the Justice League on it, but they had most of the members. And the follow-up series was actually Justice League. So they laid the groundwork there. Bruce Tim produced it and uh, aimed for a futuristic, bright, opportunistic, optimistic feel, as opposed to the gritty Art Deco underworld CD of the Batman cartoon. So Father's Day is the episode that I watched recently to do this podcast, and it took place on October 3rd, 1997, uh, episode 15 of season two. Okay, hold on. Before I get any further, it's rant time. Now, Clancy Brown is an actor of uh, Caucasian persuasion, but his voice is very prominent. It's very deep. It's very sultry. He sounds like this. He says, how you doing? Yeah. So... The way that they drew Lex Luthor was based off of this actor from back in the day called Tully Savalas. I think his name is that, something like that. But the way Lex Luthor acts in this show, the way he talks and the way he moves, the way he like, he even is around females, when, especially in the episode where he dates Lana Lang. When I was younger, I was convinced Lex Luthor was a black guy. Like, honestly, I was like, I know in the comics he's not, I know whatever, blah, 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 blah. But the way he was reminded me of those cool black dudes from back in the day. Like, there was the episode where he was dating Lana. He looked at Lana Lang and was like, Hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? And I was like, oh, so he's laying that game down. Heavy, it's thick, it's thick and heavy. The game is so thick. Okay, anyway, rant time over. So Darkseid, Darkseid's son. The premise of this episode is that, okay, Clark's father comes from, okay, sorry, I got to do a quick aside also. Clark's father, you know what? Let me just do it right like this. Baby birds, let me feed you something real quick. Baby birds, Big Eagle's going to feed you. Big Eagle's going to feed you. Big Eagle. In the Quentin Tarantino movie, Kill Bill, either one or two, I don't remember what it is, Bill goes on a tirade about how Superman uses Clark Kent as his mask because he sees humans as weak. This is not true. That's Batman. Batman, his mask is Bruce Wayne. The actual person is Batman, a broken psyche person who is just punching things because he's sad that he wasn't strong enough to save his parents. Superman is a farm boy. Superman didn't know his parents on Krypton. He didn't even know Krypton. He was a baby when he came here. So for all he knows, his parents are Jonathan and Martha Kent. He was raised on a farm in Smallville. He has no recollection of anything from his previous life. And by the time he gets his powers, he's already been instilled with farm boy middle America values. That's why Superman has this issue with trying to be this, this godlike figure because he always sees himself as that kid of Jonathan and Martha, too humble, you know, living below the poverty line or at the poverty line farmers who just wanted to make their son into a good, honest, hardworking boy. So when Kill Bill tries to say that Superman sees humans as weak, I'm like, if that was the case, he would become Superman in Red Sun, which is when Superman becomes basically a dictator or in Injustice, where he becomes a dictator. In every other timeline where Superman doesn't have Jonathan and Martha Kent as his upbringing, he becomes an unstable, unhinged fascist, basically. So when Kill Bill said that, people were regurgitating this like this was some like brilliant thing. But no, that's wrong. The actual comics are based around the fact that Superman 
he sees himself like us, but he's supposed to be better than us. And that's why he tries so hard. More you know. But yeah, so the premise of the episode is that Clark's father comes, Jonathan and Martha, and they're all they're all like, whoa, this is the big city. You know, those movies where like somebody steps out, out of a, out of the train or out of the bus and they look around and they're like, oh, my goodness, this is a big city. All my dreams are going to come true. All my dreams will come true. A year later, those people are always miserable, by the way. So they do that. And Clark takes them to like his job. And remember, Clark Kent is just a reporter. So, I mean, what was there to see at an office? You know, introduce him to Lois Lane, blah, 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 whatever happens. Suddenly... There's an attack and I can't remember the character's name right now, but the character starts attacking Metropolis and it's this like big, like he looks almost like a pig or like a warthog with long hair. Superman fights him, blah, blah, blah. I'm tearing through this because it's not necessary. Well, it is necessary. And Clark's father is in danger. Clark saves his father. I mean, Superman saves his father, saves, <laughs> Superman saves his father. It's the same person's father. What am I talking about? Why did I hesitate? Oh no, whose dad is it again? Shame, Mike, shame. Shame, shame on you. Shame. Shame, shame me. Shame. Yeah, he saves his father. He battles the big pig guy, pig man. It wasn't Mantor. It wasn't Mantor! Actually, you know what? As I'm recording this, rest in peace, because the actual wrestler who wrestled as Mantor passed away today. So that was a sad downer. I shouldn't have done that. But rest in peace, Mantor. You'll, be, you'll, be, you'll live on in this podcast. So eventually, this big overlord, not Brian, not, not, not the producer, um, this formidable foe of enemy of uh, Superman called Darkseid uh, retrieves the pig man as after Superman beats him. And you find out that, <laughs> that this pig man is actually Darkseid's son. And Darkseid was always disappointed in pig man, no matter what he ever did. So pig man decided to go down on father's day to defeat Superman. And when he loses, Darkseid just brings him back to their planet apocalypse. And Darkseid's like, you're the worst. Like, he just, Pigman is just, he's he just been rocked by Superman in front of everybody. Superman's dad is like, you know what? You're the best. Even if you weren't Superman, I'd be proud of you. Because this, this, this reporter life is dynamite. You sit at this small desk, you, you type on this typewriter? Because it's, it's still back now where we type on typewriters, in, in, even though we're in a futuristic city. Doesn't make any sense. But point is, Clark's father's proud of him. Meanwhile, Darkseid's son is like, dad, did I at least do good with trying? He's like, no. Trying, trying does not work here. This is, this is not a participation class. This, this is not a try your best and get an A for effort. No, you failed. You're a failure. You, you, sir, have failed. Anyway, so the episode ends with, um, you know, the parents saying that they like Lois and the hint, hint, wink, wink about, you know, Lois and Clark's future, blah, blah, blah. Dark side son. I don't think he appears in the series again, or I think he does, but he doesn't really do much. But he's embarrassed and he's back in Apocalypse. So I picked this episode because when I first uh, was looking over to do this, I, it was around Father's Day. And I have a son now, so I thought it might resonate differently. But as soon as I started watching it, I became a kid again and I forgot that I had a son. So it was a Saturday morning for me and I was wondering where my Cinnamon Toast Crunch were. Actually, I'm a Lucky Charms guy. I don't know why I said Cinnamon Toast Crunch. But it was, it was cool to see this show because you could tell the level of detail and care and love that went into this show. Like sometimes, it, especially... Back in the 70s and 80s, superhero cartoons were just made by anybody. Hanna-Barbera made a lot of them. They were just made by any production company who would license the characters and just make random episodes. They didn't really adhere to like any kind of comic book storylines. They didn't really care about like the characters' names or even, you know, most of the time their costumes. They just wanted to have things that kids recognize from comics put on TV so they'd get ratings and sell toys. 
this whole crop of 90s superhero cartoons, whether it's X-Men, whether it's Batman, whether it's the animated series, actually showed a reverence for the material. And for me personally, this whole era of comic book cartoons, superhero cartoons were fantastic. And when I was watching this show, I was like, man, this was such a great show. And it was also episodic. So there'd be callbacks to different episodes. There'd be hints about future storylines. They'd drop hints about what could potentially end the entire series. It was fantastic. So as I was watching this, I was like, it's a very enjoyable cartoon to this day. Uh, so let's wrap this up, put a button on this episode. I also have to say real quick, it's funny to me that Batman's parents get murked, right? They get murked. And he just spends his life, even though he's rich and a billionaire, like fighting crime because he misses his parents. Superman's entire planet gets murked. And he's like, I didn't really know him like that. So got the farm. And then he just is always happy. Go lucky Superman. <laughs> He's essentially, I know there's other like Kryptonians that float around and they pop up every now and then, but that's like his entire planet was destroyed. And he's just kind of like, eh. Meanwhile, Batman's like, those are the two most important people in my life. I was just a boy, a small boy. Anyway, put a button on this episode. Why did I like it? Because I'm a huge fan of Superman. Oh, actually, the shirt that I'm wearing, if you're watching this, and I'll put it in the clip, was given to me by the Overlord. It's a superhero. It's the Superman uh, outline with a big D in the middle. And he gave my son, his godson, a similar one with a little B. So it was dad and baby. I mean, now that I have this big <laughs> superhero D on my chest. <laughs> oh, man. This is a family show. So I'm not going to say anything, but I... <laughs> Oh, man, this is ridiculous. But Overlord, I appreciate this shirt to this day, but I love it. And Brian, Braden still has his too. Anyway, so I wore that because it's the most Superman gear that I have, but uh, he's still my favorite super. No, actually, um, Batman's my favorite superhero, but I still love Superman. i huge fan to this day. You know, he's, he's one of my favorites. Um, does it still hold up? Yeah, absolutely. I think if people watch this show now, they would still be invested. As a matter of fact, I know people who are still invested to, to this day and they, they, they still hold this uh, show in high regard as the best depiction of Superman and Lex Luthor personally, as, you know, me personally, uh, that they've ever seen. Um, and then last but not least, why do I like it? Does it still hold up? And uh, would I watch it now? I'm about to watch the whole series again just because I, I forgot a lot of it. I'm excited to see where it goes. So anyway, I have been the nefarious Mike A. Sims. You've been fantastic and I will see you on the flip side of humanity 